Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Mine has been quite mixed. Um, I've had some great bits. I managed to catch up with some friends. I've had a quieter week because it's half term, so I'm only half working. And um, that means I've had a chance to recharge a little bit, catch up with friends, like I said, and have a lie-in which was much needed and much appreciated. I um, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, I went to a business expo um, a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that was there was um, a chiropractic centre. And they were doing free spine exams. So I they had a little look because I do get some lower back pain at times, knee pain, etc. Um, and so they suggested it might be worth having a proper initial consultation and they were doing a great offer so I went along on Thursday for that had an exam had some x-rays and I get the proper results this week but he thinks actually my right side and my left side's kind of out of sync and so I have one side higher than the other and actually this weekend um and it could have been from um <laughs> not the best form possibly in CrossFit on Friday morning but my lower back was really locked up um, I'm not sure if that makes sense but it's almost like I didn't have enough flexibility in it it was like seized up so I yeah I had a bit of an uncomfortable Saturday <laughs> to stretch out a little bit but actually that was something that the chiropractor had said when he was doing the exam that it seemed to be sort of locked up so this week I'm going back to see them to get their findings. That'd be quite interesting to see what they suggest. I recorded an interview with Mackenzie Costley, who will be on next week's episode, which was great fun having a chat to her about nutrition, about diet freedom, about Instagram and social media and the images we're seeing. So it's a really, really informative, a really useful, interesting chat that we had. So I'm really excited to share that with you next week. And then on Sunday, I went along to a Be Well event. And actually, when I was there, I connected with a couple of people who will hopefully be guests on future episodes of the podcast. And these are events that are run around Wiltshire, a little bit into Somerset, Baines, that kind of area. And there were all kinds of stalls, people selling synergy sticks, selling clothes, selling um, essential oils. There was some spiritual healing. I had a bit of spiritual healing, which was amazing. Um, hypnotherapy, all kinds of different things. And there are talks that you can go to during the day. I went with Lorraine, who is a fellow coach uh, with Psyche Coaching. And we had just a really nice day. I kind of picked up um, a couple of great things. I felt really refreshed and recharged. And I actually was going a little bit to sort of scout out these events because I think it's something that I'm going to go along to in the future, possibly to do some talks or to exhibit. And it'll be a chance for people to meet me, to find out about Psyche Coaching. And yeah, so that's quite, that was quite exciting, quite enjoyable. And I'm definitely... Um, looking forward to going to more of those events. Yes, so that was my week. So a mixture of some good things, the slightly more chilled, catching up with friends, but also 
things like the sore back and just generally being really tired and I think because I needed that time to decompress from things being really busy lately I don't know that I really enjoyed the week as much as I would have liked to because it was really about recharging a little bit and getting some energy back and I feel like I made some progress towards that but I still feel quite tired and I definitely am working on improving my sleep because that is something that I never get enough of. I'm not a great sleeper. I've become a morning lark with the gym um, but I still haven't got rid of my night owl habits so I am like that meme permanently exhausted pigeon quite a lot of the time. So that is something for my own self-care that I'm going to be working on trying to get to bed early to make sure I try and get a bit more sleep so I have a bit more energy so that's that's me going into the week and you know the last week roundup and how fab was that chat that I had with Sarah Jane Perrett from the happiness gap I hope you found it really useful I've really been thinking about trying to be more vulnerable trying to be more present since we've had that chat so I definitely found it useful and I really hope I'm sure that you found something useful in there so yeah thank you for checking it out please please let us know what you thought of it um by connecting with us this week's episode is something slightly different so it's an interview but it's with my sister so I uh, popped home to do basically a makeup trial uh, because I'm getting married in July and uh, <laughs> as you'll hear from our conversation I'm not really a big makeup wearer or um, a plier so um, and my sister is she's very fond of makeup and so she'd offered to do a kind of trial for an idea for wedding makeup so I went down to do that um, and to pop to the beach see a friend that kind of thing whilst I was there I thought it would be interesting to connect with someone in my family and to talk through these standard questions because I think it's really useful and it's really interesting to have interviews with other coaches, other professionals, to kind of find out other people's views of mindset, of mental well-being, of strategies that might be helpful for people that are working in this field. But actually, I think it's interesting to hear, air quotes, normal, <laughs> normal people's experiences, and um, because we can find inspiration everywhere, can't we? And we all have different approaches, different strategies, and sometimes we just need to hear something a particular way or hear a different idea to really spark something in us. So I might explore some more of these chats where I sit down with my family and my friends and see you know, where they're at and their views on all of this. And actually, on a personal level, I found it really, really interesting and enjoyable to connect with my sister and have this kind of deeper conversation that we don't normally have we don't tend to have these really deep meaningful conversations so actually that was really it was really enjoyable and a really valuable experience I think my little takeaway before we start is maybe discuss some of these things with your family um, or your friends it's my watch talking to me <laughs> maybe you know have these conversations with your family, with your friends. And I think it's part of that vulnerability, possibly part of that deeper connection, being open and really delving into this deep stuff, deep, meaningful stuff 
is really powerful for connection and feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling connected. So that's my little takeaway before we start. So maybe chat about some of these things with your nearest and dearest and see what effect that has on your interactions, on your relationship. So I hope you enjoy this episode, sat down with my sister. Uh, There is occasionally some tapping from makeup, um, but hopefully it's not too distracting. And we hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Uh, We really want to have more of you guys involved in the podcast, answering your questions, talking about topics that you find interesting. So yes, please do connect. And I'll give you a reminder of all the details at the end. So I really hope you enjoy this chat between me and my sister. And I'll catch up with you afterwards. So um, I'm here with my little sister. Hello. So do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> I know it's weird. <laughs> yeah, this is really strange. Yeah, my name's Mikla, 28. Um, supply teacher by day, delivery driver by night, fun times. <laughs> um, and can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> and what are you currently doing um, right now? Oh, right now, doing your makeup. Yeah, we're doing a kind of makeup trial because I'm getting married next year Mm -hmm. and uh, makeup's not my forte. I'm not, (laughs) I don't often wear makeup. I wear too much makeup. (laughs) So we're having a bit of a a makeover day uh, and photo shoot um, to do some photos for my website because you also, I don't know, is dabble the right word in photography? Yeah, dabble. Um, Dabble's a good word, I like that word. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that is today, and we thought we would do some podcasting at the same time and see how it ends up. Absolutely. Cool. So, um, my first question that I ask everyone Mm -hmm. uh, is, what always boosts your mood? Um, Going to the gym. It's one that I've been going now since 2016, so what, three years Mm -hmm. And at first, I hated when I was there doing it. Um, and but I always afterwards feel really great. Um, always in a really positive mood. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where, although I'm not as fit as I probably could be, I still do really enjoy actually going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I've because it's three years. I've gone enough times for me to be like, yeah, I need to go. It's fun. I enjoy it. I've kind of got out of that. Um, first few months gym blues where you're like oh god I've got to go I hate doing this mm-hmm. is actually a fun thing now yeah and I think I mean I found that that's something that I've sort of mentioned briefly on the podcast before yeah it's one of those things that when you're feeling like low mood people are like oh exercise really helps and you're like oh whatever yeah. <laughs> um, but boringly uh, I have also found that it does really work and it does yeah and that you have that like the gym blues are like that um to start with and then now for me it's just a habit I yeah. didn't go today actually I've got two days off this week but normally mm. I'm in there five days a week 6am which is you know but what kind of things do you do at the gym um I like lifting weights mm-hmm. um I love deadlifting. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm in a really bad mood and I go and I just crank out some deadlifts I'm just like yeah <laughs> like afterwards I feel really great mm-hmm. um so for me that is something that I enjoy um just in general sort of lifting really mm. I do I did get into a really good phase of like going for a run mm. but 
then I came down with a cold and yeah. that didn't really help. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I also love weights. So I do CrossFit and that's a mixture. It's yeah. not always weights, but there is a lot of weights in there. And, mm. and actually one of the things that really works for me is I get there in the morning and I'm not really thinking. <laughs> I just turn up and they tell me what to do. Yeah. And so that works quite well. Um, and yeah, running is not not my thing um I kind of half feel sometimes that um it would be good to get into and yeah um, to do um but I you know I do it at the gym when I have to when I'm told to (laughs) um and actually I have seen an improvement in my ability to run at the gym but it's not Mm. not yet something I would (laughs) choose to do yeah I don't think it's something that many people choose to do (laughs) um straight off the bat yeah. I've just realised I need a face wipe. Okay. I put too much on makeup on the back of my hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny, though, because one thing I did try to do instead um, was that Couch to 5K podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a lot better than I remembered it from the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, there was none of the stupid music they had in the background, mm-hmm. which annoyed me. Because um, I just thought, I don't, if I'm going to run to music, I want it to be my music, mm-hmm. um, and also I found that like when I was doing like week three run and I was running for like 90 seconds, I would think to myself, I could so go for another like minute mm-hmm. or two, so then I decided to try and go and miss a week, mm-hmm. which when I was running, I could actually, was able to do, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like... I keep saying to myself, I need to go running. <laughs> I need to go running. I think it's just because I've not done it as long as I was going to the gym. Yeah. So it's just getting back well, into that habit. Exactly. Well, it takes a while to form the habit, doesn't it? And yeah. if you haven't been running long enough to actually make a proper habit, you're mm. still in that having to use a lot of willpower. Exactly. So, yeah. Cool. So my um my kind of buzzwords, mm-hmm. if you like, on the um on the podcast are joy. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to find joy in like everyday stuff. One of my middle names. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other is about meaning and kind of, you know, I think we all want to have like a meaningful life and obviously that's different for everyone. So what what makes life meaningful for you? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of something great and all I can think of is the cheesy we all make meaning out of everything we do and everything we do has meaning. Well, for me, I guess being a supply teacher and having worked as a teacher, I get meaning in, like, the little things. Um, Working with kids, a lot of my meaningfulness things is through supporting them. Mm -hmm. And remembering that I've got, like, 30 little people who... um, whose learning is, you know, my job and my like you know if I didn't teach them they wouldn't learn mm-hmm. so for me that is the meaning I guess yeah really well, have, I guess it's you know when we think about me sometimes we think about purpose yeah I guess and so maybe that ties in with purpose like a part of your purpose is to teach these young people and yeah kind of um yeah help them learn help them grow mm-hmm. etc Next one, because obviously we talk a lot on the podcast about mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the reason I sort of talk about mental wellness rather than just mental health or mental illness is, you know, I think, what is it, one in four people experience 
mental ill health. Mm. Um, not everyone does. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a brush in my mouth. Um, brush in your chin. You know, it's something lots of people experience mental illness and so you know looking after themselves is really important yeah. i think also for the other three and four people uh, whoever they are who don't experience i don't, I don't where know where are these I people yeah i don't think i know any of them but um you know who don't maybe experience like an episode if you like of mental ill health yeah. still you know it's really important to look after ourselves and look after our wellness so that's the kind of reason that we have this focus so what does mental wellness mean to you? Um, an awareness of how you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, why you're feeling that way, and what you can do to um, feel better mm-hmm. if you're not feeling so good, mm-hmm. or keep feeling that way if you're, you know, feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding what works best for you because there's no one size fits all mm. um yes. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah absolutely so can you give an example you don't have to forever so for me if i've had like a really stressful day and i'm feeling like ah, everything's stupid and i hate this and i just want to go home and give up and you know mm. Um, and I'm not in a mentally well frame of mind, then for me, what I do is I go to the gym and I lift some weights and I take out my frustration mm-hmm. on the squat bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that kind of gives me an instant fix when I leave. Mm-hmm. I do feel somewhat better. So I suppose it's yeah. that kind of recognising how you're feeling, that you're not like in yeah. the best headspace. Yeah. And then you obviously know something that works for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's recognising it and doing something about it to try and make yourself feel better. Mm. Not just kind of... Masking it. Yeah, masking it or kind of yeah, trying to suppress it or whatever. It's sort of kind of, I guess, experiencing the feeling a bit. Yeah. And um, doing something proactive. Understanding it, mm-hmm. feeling it, and then thinking, right, okay, this is what it is. Now let's do something to make me feel better. Mm. So, I mean, I don't think, like, if you're talking about things like depression and anxiety, I don't think medicines are good. They don't um, cure it, they mask it, I believe. I think that they can help if you're doing other things to make it, um, make yourself healthier. But as just a, um, this is the only thing I'm going to do, I'm only going to take medication for it I don't think that's the best thing to do I think maybe if you're doing that alongside therapy if it's something that needs that or alongside your own um methods to be healthier Mm. then I think they can work fine yeah I think I mean when I've taken antidepressants before it's almost needing them to get to a level where you can actually make the changes and actually do stuff because when you're in that depressive moment you just don't you just can't do anything you just don't have the energy oh yeah yeah so as a start to then be able to say like okay i'm gonna go and speak to someone about this yeah definitely but or do the exercising yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> to get out of the house and go for that yeah. run it's one of those things people say like you know if you're depressed like exercise helps but actually but if you're you really can't depressed get out of bed because you're that depressed you know? yeah it's really hard <laughs> so yeah yeah and i that's why i found kind of you know i've had a couple of periods of time being on antidepressants mm. um at one point i thought oh, i'm gonna be on these forever um because nothing else is working but actually then when I 
really started doing the other stuff and making the changes. Yeah. You know, now I'm not on them and now I'm in a, I think, a good place. But I actually made changes because, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's necessary. You can't just do the same thing and expect to get a different result. Exactly. Yes. So how, um, you've already kind of touched on this a bit, but how do you look after your mental well-being? Um, going for that, uh, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like... I am pretty terrible about like being aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never really dealing with it until I feel like, well, no, it's too late. I feel like that's a bit drastic. Mm. But until I'm at the point where I'm just like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. this is too much now. I just need everyone to leave me alone mm-hmm. so I can just be on my own. Yeah. Like I'm not very good at recognizing when I'm struggling until I'm really struggling, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's quite a common thing, yeah. though, isn't it? That we just kind Absolutely. of. I think the kind of the mental stuff is the last thing that we sort of worry about, isn't it? We yeah. Sort, you know, do everything else, and um, and then we are, you know, we kind of worry about everything else, and then suddenly we're like, oh no, I haven't looked after. Ooh, there's a palette of lots of different colourful stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, you know, suddenly we're like, oh no, I haven't been yeah. looking after. Yeah, and I feel like it's really bad because we're really good at looking after our physical health. Like, if you have a pain in your ankle and walking hurts it, then you think, oh, okay, I need to, like, you know, rest it, not walk too much, maybe put some ice on it. But when it does come to my mental health, we're just like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you get to the point where you're like, I'm not fine, Mm. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to have a meltdown. How much of that do you think is about us not acknowledging it and how much do you think is to do with just like the way society is set up i feel like it's a bit of both i feel like it's us not knowing our own boundaries and our own abilities and Mm -hmm. thinking yeah i can do that i can do anything like which you can but you do need to take that time to really think about how you're feeling and Mm -hmm. be aware of that Mm -hmm. um but i also do think a lot of it is work related and society related an expectation related I know for a fact like I've only really struggled with my own lack of understanding of my ability based in work situations mm. or in society situations um so I definitely feel like that is a massive impact um I feel like another one is so like I've struggled with um stress before at work mm-hmm. so um and it's that whole, oh, you can come and talk to me if you're feeling stressed. Oh, great, okay, you know, brilliant, I'll go and talk to you. You go and talk to them when you're, like, there, like, shaking, you know, thinking, oh, my God, this is so hard, like, mm. how am I going to cope? And you just go to either have a talk or ask for some advice or just have a rant and someone to listen to you is what you expect. And then you get the whole, oh, but we're all stressed. It's like, mm. yeah, I know, and I didn't say that you weren't. Um, and also I didn't say that my stress is more important than yours, you know, so it's that whole, sometimes we do try to talk about it to other people, but sometimes they don't listen or they, um, undermine how you're feeling or downplay it. Um, and with stress in particular, I feel like that's very like different. Some pers- some people could be like never stressed, um, and cope with stress really well. Sorry, I should say cope with stress really well. Other people, they can be the type of person where if they get the teeniest, tiniest bit of stress, they just completely break. Mm. So I think that is something that we do need to have more awareness of for other people. 
think Definitely. also that kind of, you know, you can come and talk to me if you're feeling such and such. Actually, going to talk to someone can be really difficult. Yeah, you know, exactly. one, if you're feeling really low, um, mm. you know, and if you're not wanting to face it or kind of worrying about how people will react, exactly. what effect that will have. And I think it's only now that I'm, um, you know, I've been working for, well, since I was 16, basically, but even full-time since I finished uni for, like, over 10 years now. Mm. And it is only, you know, in this role that I've been in for a year that I've got a manager who I'm pretty open with about most things. Yeah. You know, and it's... I think it takes a long time to feel that it's okay to talk about stuff. But it's Definitely. Yeah, I suppose we all have those ideas, like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm not capable or I'm... <laughs> yeah, exactly. ...weak or... or you know, I'm just being overdramatic or, you know, all this stuff that we tell ourselves mm. and worrying about what other people think that mean that we're not really. Yeah, and I guess you don't want your employer to then have that thought of, like, oh, well, I thought you said in the interview you can do this and now you're, you know, you're saying you feel this and you've got that whole worry that they're then going to start doubting you when that shouldn't be the case. Mm. And I feel like within that point, one thing that everyone, like you said, like, you know, you said that it's very hard to go and, um, approach people I think we need to remember that mm-hmm. that is very hard and it's something that we don't want to talk about a lot of the time because that's how we've just been talked I know that it's becoming more of a subject now but it's only just and that does make it very tricky um, and I think people need to remember that mm-hmm. a lot more and just rather than saying things that are counterproductive like oh but we're all stressed maybe just saying oh okay you know like what is it that's stressing you out like what have you done to try and sort it out and just being ears and Mm. advice rather than sort of saying oh it's not important Mm. because we're all stressed I think sometimes just having someone just listen yeah is you know and that kind of feeling heard is really important exactly I heard someone say something to me once and it was when I'd first started working after uni and it was the first time I sort of realized I was depressed and Mm. you know and I so I've said just the people on my team one day that I was feeling very depressed that day mm. and uh, someone a uh, you know much older member of staff said to me what have you got to be depressed about oh, God. that hate I hate that you know and it's just you know you don't know what someone is going through yeah exactly you know? and actually one of the things about depression is that can be really difficult is sometimes you're you don't know what you're depressed exactly about. Like, and you don't even know you're depressed yeah well there, like there is that one thing like why do I feel like this when there isn't yeah, one exactly. thing to be exactly you know depressed about yeah I get the same thing sometimes because I always get a like bit of this is completely off topic mm-hmm. I get a bit of like backache mm-hmm. um and that and I'll say it like kind of as a passing comment like oh my god my back and some will say, oh, what have you got to have a backache about? Like, you're young, why have you got a backache? And, you know, that same comment. And it really annoys me because, I mean, I now just say to them, well, when I was 12, I dislocated, well, not dislocated, I had a slipped upper femoral epiphysis on my hip, mm. which is kind of like a break and kind of like a dislocation. And I've got pins in my hips now because of it. And then they're just like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you can't see it. So shut up. But I think it's that. <laughs> You know, people well, I don't actually say that right. to them. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. But I think sometimes we, you know, we feel uncomfortable um, mm. when people are sharing something. So maybe we try and like sorry. diminish it with with humour, sorry, and discomfort, or we try and make people feel better. But the way we kind of go about it just like doesn't. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, I don't know. But 
I think it is improving a lot the kind of understanding but oh, I think definitely. I think we're and we're probably you know guilty of doing this as well yeah. at the moment is we're talking about stress and anxiety and depression and I think they get they're the ones that people talk about a lot more but people aren't really talking about the kind of I guess more complex yeah for want of a better word mental health things like schizophrenia and yeah, bipolar, bipolar borderline personality yeah and you know psychosis and I yeah, think absolutely. you know people can kind of relate to anxiety and depression a bit because maybe it's um just a more extreme version of like sad and happy and yeah, all of those feelings you know, worry that we all feel but being psychotic maybe it's a bit more no it's very specific isn't it yeah it's maybe a bit less familiar to people and i suppose the way it's shown sometimes in the media is maybe more scary because it's yeah less familiar it's shown so, as a like like how do i say this like as a thing that we should all fear and mm. if it happens and there's something terribly wrong with you that sort of which isn't true because everyone's brains work differently and because of that you know we are all designed different ways and yeah and it's something like you know being psychotic is something that could be related to you know like a wider diagnosis like schizophrenia or it could be something yeah. that people just experience at a time in their life because of everything they've got going on um and i think that's something that isn't talked about mm, as much absolutely so we're kind of having like a mental illness chat yes now rather than mental wellness but you know i think sorry it's, no but i think that is important and i think that you know it's it is something that a lot of us will experience or know someone who experiences it and i think exactly. you know i think if you've been there and if you've been depressed or you know highly anxious think you kind of get it a bit more when people talk yeah. about it you can kind of relate whereas other people they just know, brush it off don't they yeah well, you get those comments like you know it's okay we're yeah. all being there or like you know when you say like oh, i can't like, i literally cannot have a shower today like well yeah. no, no one likes doing such and such it's like it's, it's not a question of like or no, dislike it's, it's like i literally cannot like the thought of doing that thing yeah. is so draining like, yeah you know. um so I think kind of talking about it is really useful and that idea that actually for mental wellness it's recognising in yourself mm. when you are feeling not in a good place yeah. or, you know, and like you said, recognising it and kind of taking time to do what you need to do to kind of feel okay. Yeah. And but just about to take a little bit of dark shadow yeah. along your lash line, so this okay. is going to feel weird. Okay, do you want eyes closed? Yeah, or? please. Okay. So... I think I remember what the next question is. Obviously, I can't read really it. Describe your mindset. Yeah, so this one um, is the trickiest question <laughs> for everyone that I've interviewed. And when I did this myself last week, kind of answering my own questions, I was like, oh, yes, this is really hard. So it's um, describe your mindset or, like, you know, your outlook on life. So when I first hear the word mindset, I always think back to, like, my teacher training mm-hmm. and Carol Dweck. Mm-hmm. Um, growth mindset I can just not yet and I god I spout that so many times a day mm-hmm. a kid like me if I can't do it I know I can't just not yet no I can't you can't do it yet and I feel like I feel like this is going to be something sorry just drawing along your lash line sorry look at me look down a second um yeah I feel like I'm a great kind of preacher mm. For like you know being like I can't do it yet mm-hmm. with that whole growth mindset um, 
but I'm not so good at doing it myself. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of yeah. teachers in particular. We always say, oh, you know, to the kids, oh, I can't do it yet. It's not, you can't do it at all. Mm. You just need to practice and learn. But actually, when we come to trying it, <laughs> we just, we will be like, oh, I can't draw, for example. Mm. Like, I'm not going to try and practice it. And we're, we're all guilty, I guess, mm. is the word I'm looking for. Um, I like to think of myself as open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably be more open-minded. Um, I like to think of myself as having a growth mindset. I definitely could um, have more of a growth mindset. I am trying to get back into some of the things that I did um, in particular enjoy um, years ago. For like instance, I um, did a fine art degree mm-hmm. and I haven't actually practiced art for years Mm. so I've just kind of got myself you know some stuff that I can start I guess playing with is the word yeah I think play is so important it's so important and you know what and and creativity you know yeah I can't remember who I was talking to someone possibly for the podcast I don't know um (laughs) about you know when we're younger we're so creative you know we're drawing we're making stuff we're coming up with games and then when you get into like real life you know, yeah, you're so you just serious. Yeah, and you stop playing, you stop creating sometimes unless you've got a creative job. Yeah. And actually then when you're older, it's something that you're drawn back to. Um, that you kind of feel is missing that kind of creative spark yeah. or yeah, playfulness. Try not to poke in my right now. Yeah, I would appreciate talking <laughs> <laughs> poke to the eye. The growth mindset is a kind of um yeah, it's a big kind of topic, isn't it? Yeah. What's really funny is I think sometimes the um, I was talking to a group of my students, so these are sixteen-year-olds, and they I think had a talk about growth mindset, and they're almost like fed up of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe it's because it's so ingrained to them yeah. to be like that. Hopefully, it's that. They're like, oh, growth mindset. Whatever. <laughs> 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 um, but I feel like they're fairly. Um, adaptable and confident so hopefully okay. hopefully it's you know for positive reasons and not kind of but I suppose that shows like how much it's talked about in schools that yeah you know they reach that point of A levels and they've you know heard <laughs> yeah. um, and they're just like oh my god yeah. I think um one of the things that I've been sort of thinking about a lot oh, sorry sorry um thinking about a lot for mindset is about kind of how you know, I think it's so different to the growth mindset, but you know, maybe similar is that idea of we can kind of change how we view stuff. Like yeah. we've got more control than we think we have over how we Absolutely. feel. And you know, um the one I've sort of talked about is like, you know, you're in the car. I actually had a couple of classic examples on the way here. Uh, and then someone else is like a bit of an idiot on the road. Um so I had someone like right every day. Yeah. Like right up my butt. Right up my butt. <laughs> Um, you know, and you, you're naturally sometimes you're like, oh, what an idiot, what are they doing? Yeah. Or like overtaking. And actually, if you get really upset or worked up about that, like they're over it. They <laughs> overtake you, whatever, and it's, they're getting on with their life. They don't care. And if I'm just kind of going on about that person that cut me off or that person who is, you know, mm. whatever, for whatever reason, you know, if I'm getting worked up about it, the only one who's suffering is me. Yeah. This is idea we own our own feelings mm. and no one can make you feel a certain way in the same way 
I can't make anyone else feel set my exactly so and actually adding to that that's reminded me of something really great I've heard from someone else before I can't remember who it was um is that like we not only do we do that but I think sometimes we add stories to things oh, and we stories. don't know what the story is yeah and you just like oh and you know and he's now saying this and he's now doing that if you're talking about that driver who's just done something yeah. but actually sorry the chances of them being like that yeah it might be the case but it might not be well you know yeah definitely stories are something that I've talked about and uh, Brené Brown um has a um a talk I guess on Netflix yeah which is really I can't remember what it's called um but I would definitely recommend watching it and she talks about this like the stories that we tell ourselves and um down sorry that actually it's not what's happening that upsets us it's the story we tell ourselves about yeah. it absolutely so if I with that driver mm. I tell myself you know they're in a rush to something really important they're to the hospital or something then automatically I'm more kind of sympathetic yeah if I think they're trying to run me off the road mm. they're uh, you know yeah um then I'm going to be much more angry or maybe fearful yeah it. you know and um the example that she gives is this um this situation with her husband and they're swimming across this bay mm. and she wants to swim next to him but he's kind of swimming in his own mm. you know his own pace and so she's thinking oh he doesn't like how I look in my swimming costume like there's an issue with our marriage all of that kind of stuff really he's thinking about this dream that he had where they were swimming with the kids and he couldn't save them so he was in his own headspace oh, worrying yeah. about the situation and so actually what she said to him was the story I'm telling myself is mm you know you're not attracted to me anymore or whatever and yeah. he's like that is not it at all <laughs> yeah not at all and actually by recognizing that is a story that we're telling ourselves and actually yeah. frame it when you t- when you talk to someone yeah. rather than saying you don't find me attractive anymore or mm. why are you paying me attention i think i think you or the story i'm telling myself in this is, situation yeah. is and then hopefully they'll come back and say no, no not that. this yeah. is what's going on and it doesn't make it about them it makes it about you and how yeah. you're reading it and i think and that's all in our brain I think and going back to that whole mental well-being thing that you started asking earlier I think one thing to try and do is to not make stories like I I mean or if you make them to be aware that it is just a story and it might not be true and it's just one of many stories I think it's the awareness because I think it's part of who we are you know storytellers it's part of our Mm. um how our culture operates it's part of Sorry, yeah. this is going to be really hard to try and do it. Do, do you want to do it instead? Okay, I can do it. Mascara time. Um, you know, it's part of like how we are. So yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, the awareness and sort of looking at the story and then trying to interpret it and think, like, is that actually what's yeah. going on? Could I tell myself a different story in this situation? Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it is part of who we are. I'm not sure if we can escape them. Mm. So... You've got better eyelashes than me. Have I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at you thinking, damn it. I don't really do much with them. I think it's, it's the same with then, my hair. I had my hair cut the other day. And he was like, you know, we cut off because it's um, so, f- there's lots of it, but it's really <laughs> it's me. fine. And it sort of mats together when it gets too long, it just sticks <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, I don't brush mine every 10 seconds. I'm guaranteed to have a knot somewhere. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we're cutting it because it's starting to bunch together, but it's not damaged no, yeah. in any way. And I was like, that's because I literally just... Do nothing. Wash it. Yeah. So shampoo, conditioner. I normally then I'll plait it and let it dry 
mm. the plate. I don't really put any other products on. I don't really style it. So, yeah, it could be the same with the eyelashes. Possibly <laughs> with makeup. I don't know. Yeah, with genetics, I've got the good genetics. I know, right? For eyebrows. <laughs> I do eyebrows or eyelashes? Lashes. Lashes. Oh, not eyebrows. No, you don't just put mascara on your eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to work out what colour would be best. So, do you know what? One of the things I've been thinking about makeup is that kind of. I'm getting more active on social media because uh-huh. I feel like I've finally figured out what I'm supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I'm passionate about and I want to share. I finished the makeover, so take a picture. Um, you know, what I was just saying was, um, yeah, I feel like I've finally figured out the thing I want to do. Yeah. And I guess it's similar to your kind of teaching young people and helping them learn. Mine is more about this kind of message of mindset and well-being and, and helping people to kind of do all that so you know part of that I think in sharing that message is kind of embracing social media a little bit more and putting stuff out there but yeah. I think it's uh, outside of my comfort zone a little bit and mm. I you know I don't want to be like an influencer it's just kind of <laughs> no one but, wants to be an influencer no, but I think with social media there is a kind of level of I don't know what the right word is that kind of appearance is really important I think the yeah. people who tend it to be really successful yeah, it's you know, about like how you look a lot, isn't it? Yeah, and and so one of the things I've kind of been dealing with is that sort of trying to yeah get rid of my own. You know, I feel like my body image, how I feel about my body is a lot better than it has been before. Yeah. I still have that kind of <gasps> barrier you know, in a way. You know, this is how people are supposed to air quotes supposed yeah. to look on social media and, yeah. and like I don't know, just very I conscious guess, of that. If you think about it, what Instagram was created in two thousand ten. Or something like that. And the only reason it is how we're supposed to look on there is because other people have said so. And like, but I guess again, you can equate that to a lot of things in life. The only reason we feel that way or are meant to feel that way is because other people tell us that's how you're meant to feel. Mm. Well, I think for me, that kind of, um, um, yeah, I think for me, that kind of, um, what was I trying to say? That kind of um, awareness of it and, um, I do think there is something about um, I don't know the, how we present ourselves to the world mm-hmm. and being a bit more kind of polished. And I, you know, I'm not saying that you have to wear makeup to do that, but I kind mm. of feel, you know, if people expect someone who's like professional or someone who values themselves to wear makeup, then it's that. Well, it's all about the message, isn't it? What kind of story yeah. are people going to interpret if I turn up completely natural faced, no yeah. makeup? probably looking half asleep a lot of the time you know and it's about that how do people interpret it and yeah so I think that's kind of a tricky thing isn't mm. it they kind of don't want to be like oh I have to wear makeup but in some ways if people are going to read you a certain way because you're not yeah but then you could also argue that if you wear a lot of makeup people read you a certain way that's true um, it's one of those things there's a delicate kind of balance in the middle like a seesaw it's mm what is the limit mm. what is too much and what is like not enough i suppose it's you know if you're actually looking after yourself presenting yourself well but in an authentic way then hopefully people kind of yeah you know, take on that so here's a different question okay so and it's one i'll, I'll answer it to as well oh, the, i just found the other color i wanted <laughs> this one i'll put this one on that one 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, because um, I know that you don't like choose to wear makeup on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Do you own makeup? And if so, or if you don't, why do you choose not to wear it on a daily basis? What is your personal motivation? So yes, I own makeup. I sometimes go through phases of getting new makeup because of this, yeah, feeling like, um, you know, I want to sort of look more polished or whatever. Mm. Um, and I have some brands that I really like. So I love Barry M. Mm. You know, I love... Um, you always like Barry M. I yeah, think. I love a bright green <laughs> dazzle dust eye. So, yeah, I do own it. And I guess it's a couple of things. So one, I normally favour sleep yeah. over <laughs> makeup time. Um, I don't kind of feel like I need it to go out in the world. I know some people use it almost like a mask. They don't mm. feel comf- confident without it. And I think even like sometimes I might have days where I've got like blemishes. Oh, that's very pretty, like very bright palette. Um, you know, I don't kind of feel, yeah, like oh, I, I must cover this, I must, mm. whatever. And yeah, sometimes I don't like the feeling of it on my face. Sometimes I don't want it to be too heavy. Mm. Um, but yeah, most days I just sort of tend to throw on something that's clean and dry and go. <laughs> um, but I do tend to wear it, like if I'm going out somewhere, yeah. I'll put it on. Um, but I think I just day to day, I think it can take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And so a lot of the time, I can't be bothered. That's very nice. New palette. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you own makeup, you can see a lot of yeah. it. <laughs> and do you Just wear it every day? Um, nearly every day. Mm-hmm. So like if it's a Saturday morning and because I teach during the week, I tend to try and get appointments on a Saturday morning. Um, if I've, you know, I do in that case prefer sleep. Mm-hmm over getting up and putting my makeup on, particularly if I'm just going like to the dentist or um, to like an appointment somewhere. Um, I just think, you know, what's the point? All the, the only person who's going to see me is the dentist and then the person who serves me coffee afterwards or before. Mm-hmm. No, not before because it's the dentist. But anyway, general appointments, you know, that's when I don't or on a Sunday morning as well, kind of at the weekends I don't. But when I'm going into a school during the week, if I'm feeling very tired and I'm looking very tired I just tend to like put on a bit of makeup and sometimes I'll favor a bit more sleep because Mm -hmm. you know maybe I've had a really bad night and you know sleep apnea is a pain Mm -hmm. um and do you you tend to wear it because you want to or because you feel I think for me it's because I want to it doesn't change how I feel like I comfortably I comfortably and confidently go out on a Saturday and a Sunday without makeup but for me maybe when I very first started wearing it it was kind of a barrier but now it's kind of changed into the fact that actually I get to play with makeup and I can put it on and I can if I want gold eyes one day I can have gold eyes if I want black the next I can have black so it's an arty kind of expression yeah um, it's the mood I'm feeling on the day. A lot of the time I just go for orange because I feel like with my kind of greeny blue eyes it makes them stand out. But you know, it's something I can change up. Um, mm. And there are days, I guess it isn't so much now about, oh God, I have to wear it to feel comfortable because actually, particularly recently, there's been a few days where I've woke up in the morning and I've looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my skin's pretty good today. Like I could get away with no foundation or just mm. a bit of powder. And sometimes it is to kind of hide a few little blemishes or, you know, um, make myself look less tired. And, yeah. I think I've, if I put makeup on, 
I sometimes do my face. Mm. If I'm doing it, my eyes are the bits that I do. Mm. Um, I rarely do yeah. a lip. And sometimes mm. I just do eye makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I very rarely do lips, but yeah. I just, you know, I've got so many lip products that I'm trying to use them now. Mm-hmm. I have recently had a clear out, so this is not everything I used to own. I li- literally got rid of half my makeup wow. and then went and bought some more. <laughs> That's, that was my logic behind it. I've cleared out, oh look, I've got space for new stuff. Fair enough. Um, so two quick questions mm-hmm. before we go and actually take some photos. So do you have um, anywhere between one, one to three tips that people could put in place right now to give them that kind of um, well-being boost? Mm. The first one I'd say, which is kind of stems back to what I was, we were talking about earlier with exercise and that is find a form of exercise that you enjoy, mm-hmm. that you um, can see yourself doing for the rest of your life. You don't have to do it every day, but you can do it every day. You can do it a couple of times a week. Just something that you really enjoy doing. It might be a bit hard to do at first, but something that afterwards you're like, oh yeah, that was great. I feel really good. I'm really looking forward to going again because that, you know, it immediately sends endorphins to your brain and it just is a great thing to do and it's good for your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Two would be to, um, it's again, it's kind of along the lines of finding things to do, but rather than exercise, more like, um for your like mental state for your mental well-being find something you enjoy like for example grandma used to like really enjoying crosswords mm-hmm. um or it might be that you like reading um or it might be you i don't know um just enjoy like reading articles online reading about science reading about technology it could be something that you have nothing to do with in your daily job just something that interests you um, that is kind of mentally stimulating something in a different way to work. Brings you joy, yeah. if you will, and yeah, kind of adding them into it. Absolutely, yeah. And it, again, it's something that you don't have to do on a daily basis, but just kind of doing multiple times a week, particularly if you're feeling like um, you're not in a great mindset, is something that you can think, right, okay, let's go get my book and just, you know, sit down, read a chapter, have a hot chocolate or a glass of wine mm-hmm. um, and just sit there and read and just forget about everything around you and just kind of be somewhere else mm-hmm. um, in that moment of time. Um, number three, this is more of like an other people one, mm-hmm. I think, but it kind of, again, it stems back to what we were discussing earlier. I think a really important thing is if someone approaches you saying that they are maybe feeling a certain way and it's not a very good way that they're feeling because of any reason it might not be it might be some of the ones that we said earlier which are things that people are discussing or it might be they like maybe confide in you about something they've got a more severe um mental illness but rather than saying oh well we all have you know we all have things that are difficult or oh life's hard for everyone or any of these really kind of silly little comments that we tend to just say just taking like a few minutes out of your time to just sit there and be a friend and just say okay what well what is it that is you're really finding difficult at the minute what is the thing like do you know what the thing is and either just sitting there and listening to them if it's just that they want to listen or even just like you know discussing with them what's the problem how like have you tried doing some things and maybe just giving them some advice it's quite belittling in a way to how they're feeling isn't it to exactly you're kind of diminishing like your feelings yeah. don't matter yeah that's the yeah, that's the thing you're that. saying like 
who said your feelings matter to me that's yeah, yeah. and if they if they are a friend or even a colleague then it's just I think it's just a really nice positive thing to say because also then when you're in a position and you know you're maybe feeling a certain way if you've said to them oh well you know we're all feeling this then if you go to them to ask them for advice they're probably not really going to want to help (laughs) but if you sit there and spend five ten minutes even you know a couple of minutes just trying to make them feel positive or just listening to them or just you know asking them what they've tried and any little questions like that then actually if you're then feeling that way like in a year or two down the line then they're going to want to really try and help you because they'll remember that you tried to help them Mm. and it's something that you won't appreciate until you need it Mm. and actually then you'll be like thinking oh thank god I like you know I was actually not a it's good that I was not horrible (laughs) Um, and so then the last one uh, if people wanted to connect with you online if you want them to connect with you online Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything anywhere so my um, Instagram name I'm just trying to I can't remember my Twitter names my Instagram name is feeble turnip with an underscore in between feeble turnip (laughs) don't ask (laughs) I can't even remember why. I just thought it'd be a bit fun. We can always add a link to Twitter as well. If you oh, and Twitter is the same. <laughs> at feeble underscore. Oh no, it's not. No, that's my Twitter name. It's at mick underscore nineteen ninety one underscore for Twitter. But it's feeble underscore turnip is what I put as my actual name. Okay. <laughs> so search feeble turnip and yeah, I'll find you. Cool. Well, thank but you. But I'm terrible. I'm never on there much. Okay. I want to, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for thank you. being on the podcast and for the makeover, yeah. which I'll uh, post a picture of. Yes. Um, but it's been really fun. Yeah, it has. It's been a really interesting discussion. I feel like I've learned a lot and uh, there's a lot of things I've taken from it. Awesome. Same. So a few days after we'd recorded our episode, I got a phone call from my sister because there was something that she'd forgotten to say on the topic of mindset. And so she sent me over the track that you're going to listen to in a moment, which sort of sets out more of her view of mindset and how it's possible to change it. And so obviously, mindset is what I'm all about. And there is a lot of what she talks about that, you know, is the same, similar to what I'm saying, which is why I'm going to give you the whole thing (laughs) that she sent across. Uh, There's some really, really useful analogies in there to help you to really visualise what she's talking about. I find it really interesting how mindset is now becoming something that we're talking about a lot more. And I think her idea of active and inactive in some ways is similar to this idea of conscious and the kind of subconscious drives. So I think there is definitely a lot of overlap in our messages. And, you know, this is... Part of what this podcast is about is giving people a platform, in a way, to share their own views on mindsets and tips and strategies and bits from their personal experience. So she shares a little bit about her own mindset journey. And actually, it's from my mindset journey that this podcast has been birthed, that the online courses that are coming soon have come from. So it's all come from my own personal journey, uh, which I've shared little of probably will share more of in future episodes but in this next clip Mikola shares more of her own process and journey and her view of mindset so it's just a little bonus clip her perspective 
which hopefully you'll find interesting and hopefully will get you thinking and give you some inspiration for being active, taking control of your own mindset. So I'll pass over to her now. So the other thing I really wanted to say is that when it comes to mindset, something I've learned is that if you want to change your mindset, because I do, I do genuinely believe that you can change your mindset. Um, if you have a rather negative mindset, I believe you can make it positive. But one thing I've learned over the last few years personally is that to change your mindset, you have to firstly realize that the mindset you have is maybe not the best mindset or the healthiest mindset I should say but also on top of that you need to really be actively trying to change it you can't just say to yourself okay well my mindset isn't very healthy because I always um I don't know say negative things towards myself or because I uh say I'm going to do something healthy and then I don't do it or I say you can't do something when actually I personally believe we can always learn to do something we just need to take time to learn to do it you know that's the idea that Carol Dweck teaches that I can just not yet so if you can't do something if you can't play the piano actually I can play the piano I just can't do it yet is Carol Dweck's teaching so I I very strongly believe that to be able to change your mindset from those just a few examples of negative ones into a positive mindset you really need to firstly know that the mindset isn't healthy or the I should say the mindset that you have isn't healthy and then to be really trying to actively change that mindset and it's not a easy thing I know personally through experience I have over the past few years changed my mindset um, it's not easy at all it does take hard work but I feel like it's one of those things that while it's really hard it's worth doing I guess it's kind of like losing a lot of weight like a lot of body weight if you lost and when I mean a lot I mean like seven stone like a hundred pounds of weight it's one of those things that it's really hard to do but if you do it you've got to try to maintain it and it, it's worth it and the point that I'm really trying to make is that it is very hard work it is very like it, it does require a lot of active thoughts um, and I believe there's like thoughts that are active and inactive so by that I mean like you actively think I'm going to go for a run so you get up, you get your shoes on, you get into the right clothes and then you go out and you do it. That's an active thought. You have to really, you're really aware that you're thinking, oh, I've got to go for a run. But then we have the inactive thoughts, like the things like um, breathing. We, we have to like breathe. Um, we have to do that to be able to survive or even making foods of some kind. We have to do it but we don't really think about doing it. We kind of go into that autopilot mode where you do it, but you aren't physically there in your thoughts. And with mindset, I believe that we really, really have to be there in our thoughts. And we have to be constantly analyzing our thoughts and picking them apart and reflecting on them to improve them. So for example, my own personal change of mindset 
it happened a few years ago I realized that I was very um, hard on myself and self-critical and I believe that some critiquing is good but there's a difference between saying this is a weakness of mine and I'm rubbish at this there's a difference in those two things uh, one is all about growth and becoming better and the other one is just um, self-deprivating which is not something anyone should in my opinion be doing um, so when it comes down to it I believe strongly that we have to really like think about what it is that we do what it is our mindset is and be aware of that so I did used to be very self-critical um, things that I wouldn't like that wouldn't make me feel good about myself and I used to like do things that didn't make me feel great about myself and whilst I still do them I am more aware of it and I'm more forgiving of myself but I'm also sort of trying to be more positive about it and I think that that's the most important thing actually is being forgiving of yourself leads to a healthy mindset because we all do make mistakes and if our friend made a mistake we wouldn't hold that against them but I feel like we do hold it against ourselves and I guess the other point is that what I'm trying to get at is that when we are really actively aware of what it is that we do and what it is that we say within our mindset and our own like thoughts on ourselves is when we're best able to like change them and to adapt them to be positive so it's something that once you're aware of it you're kind of always aware of it but sometimes more than others it takes that kind of spark i think to really ignite that awareness but you do slip in and out of it i guess it's kind of like healthy eating sometimes you are going to reach for that chocolate cake that you know you probably shouldn't have or you're going to say something negative about yourself which you know you shouldn't do um, because it's only going to make you feel bad and all you've got to do then is just realize that you're doing it firstly it's like if you're eating the chocolate cake you're going to realize it's unhealthy and you didn't need it and then you're going to think okay so right what can i do now what do i need to do to get myself back to where i was and not see it as a bad thing see it about the fact that actually life is always ongoing and it's always adapting and changing and we need to continue on a path that makes us happy and comfortable um in our own self and in our own mindset so i really think that like for me personally it's something that at the last um sort of not not too long ago actually i was kind of slipping back into that negative mindset and then it was really like actually listening to some podcasts made me realize and then i thought oh okay right i'm kind of not where i thought i was mindset wise I am sort of being a bit more negative towards myself and then really acting upon that and doing positive things so like saying to myself for example if I said something negative towards myself and to made myself feel bad about myself then to just say okay so I'm not going to say that that's you know that's one thought that's one opinion that's not the only opinion and that for me has helped to get myself back into a more positive mindset to really um just reflect on it as it's not the definitive it's not the only one 
it's one of many some people might say that like so when I'd say to myself oh I'm so fat and lazy I would then say actually no that's one possibility but I also do go to the gym and I do try to work out and I do try to eat healthy that's another possibility that's just an example of like how I've managed to get myself out of a almost mindset rut I guess you could say <laughs> if that's a thing I think that should be a thing though because that's quite interesting in itself um because I personally do think that our mindset is there are some people so there's some people who say that you have a fixed mindset which can change slightly so your mindset stays at the same place so either you're a very happy person or you're just genuinely a sort of sad person like sad emotionally um i should say um and that certain things can make you happy and certain things can make you sad so if you're a happy person you experience a loss obviously you're going to be sad for a period if you're a unhappy person and say you get a new job then that could be something that makes you happy there are some people who think that i personally don't think that i think mindset is completely fluid in the sense that you do have a general point where you're at and then certain things can make you happy and certain things can make you sad but i also believe that you can change that general point where your mindset is at so three four five years ago my mindset was not great and my own kind of self monologue was terrible um however in the past um few years i've really worked hard to improve my own thoughts about myself and my own mindset and whilst it's not perfect <laughs> there are still bad days i feel like it is a lot better i feel like it's definitely moved uphill since like four or five years ago um and i feel like it's set to a higher um healthier point if you was to think of it like a hill i feel like my general mindset is further up that hill than it was three years ago or four years ago um however i do sometimes have bad days where i feel like i've taken three steps back down the hill and then sometimes i have good days where i feel like i've taken four steps up the hill but i think that also it is something that can be changed both ways you can walk up and you can walk down that hill to change and adapt your mindset and it's about being really active in what you do and how you think that does it i mean i could say to myself okay right my mindset isn't great i'm gonna change it but if i'm constantly saying to myself i'm gonna change it i'm gonna change it and i don't act on that change then it won't happen it's kind of like when you say to yourself i'm going on a diet starting monday and monday comes around and you don't start the diet and then you're like i'll start it tomorrow and then i'll start it tomorrow and then i'll start it tomorrow and then a year later you've still not started the diet and you've probably gained a bit of weight as well <laughs> we all know that feeling well most of us know that feeling um and so you have to be really really active in it and be aware that it's not a goal it's a journey you don't get to this point of having a perfect mindset and never having to worry about it again kind of like that happily ever after that we're always told 
it is all about the journey and it's all about being really active in the moment because if you do get kind of maybe complacent is it or think to yourself do you know what i'm i'm good and you get too comfortable in that kind of happy mindset without constantly being aware of the fact that you need to maintain it or continue to improve it then what will happen is you'll just like me a few months ago uh, not recently take some steps back and think actually I've I'm, I'm not where I was I need to get myself back there and keep going so that's the other thing I really wanted to say just about mindset and being actively involved in our own mindset just being mindful <laughs> to it um, and being aware of it and remembering it is like a mountain you can go up and you can go down you can stay in places you can go all the way down or all the way up it can happen at different speeds and very quickly and that's just something that i really wanted to add to that And there we go that is this week's episode me chatting to my sister Mikola. Uh, so you can connect with her on instagram and facebook at feeble underscore turnip we hope you've enjoyed everything that's been talked about today and we would love to carry on this discussion so please feel free to tweet us your views your thoughts any questions you have for future episodes um, and we're on all social media platforms so feel free to follow us wherever you go for your social media fix and uh, we will be back next week with more interesting topics and discussions if you've enjoyed this podcast please do share it with your family and friends or anyone that you think would benefit from it and please rate and review wherever you've downloaded it from so it can reach more people we hope you have an awesome week and we're looking forward to chatting to you again next week Bye.